role play. Fun, yeah, do some role play. Get some toys. <laughs> Pretend involved. you're strangers. Yeah. Pretend you don't know each other. Oh my god, get a wig and meet up at a bar and then do, you know, like, hey stranger, what's your name? That'd be fun. Exactly. Start it all over again. Yeah. This is my own personal Literally, pretend, <laughs> literally pretend that he is a different person. Yeah. If, he's, uh, if he's okay with you. Tuned in to the conversation for her, by her. This episode was recorded in the pod at White City Place. Hello and welcome back to the Conversation Podcast. My name is Stephanie and I'm joined by some brilliant women today. We have Liv and Bee in the, in the studio. Hello. Hello. Um, and today we're going to be mixing up a little bit. So um, we're going to be answering burning questions that you, our followers, have sent in anonymously to us. And we're going to use all of our wisdom to attempt to answer them. Oh, gosh. How do you feel, ladies? <laughs> all of the wisdom. Yeah. All of the wisdom. I've got no pressure. Of it. <laughs> so, um, shall I just dive in? We've got, yeah. little, we've got little bits of paper with all your questions on, which is very this exciting. This is so exciting. It's like a lucky dip. Yeah, it's like an arts and crafts. Yeah, it's like a tombola. Okay. Tombola. <laughs> Going Perfect. The village fate. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Right. I'm going to bear with me as I read this out. Okay. It's like a little mini essay. Okay. I have a friend that I have known for way over 12 years. We have pretty much been inseparable from the beginning, but over the past couple of years, a few things about her character have started to bother me. I've noticed how manipulative and toxic she is. Mm. For example, we went out a few days ago. Me and a guy were talking at a bar, and she came over to break it up and proceeds to tell me that I would never be his type, so I shouldn't get excited. Wow. She said he was looking at her before he spoke to me. I just feel like that was so unnecessary. There are so many more examples of times she has lied to me about stuff or twisted the truth just so I can feel crappy at the end of it. Weird. What do I do about her? I feel loyalty towards this 12-year-long friendship and I don't want to lose her. I need some advice. Ooh. I think it's hard because a lot of people, including ourselves probably as well, we feel responsible and, we, like she says, this loyalty mm. to a long-term friendship. But... Sometimes it really isn't about the time that you've known someone. And I think that that also she needs to consider that that time that is taken in this relationship sometimes may be to get to know that person in the long run too. You know, people have relationships and friendships that don't always last after a long Mm. time. There's that saying, isn't there, that people come into your life for a... a, For a reason. A reason, a season, or... yeah, I can't remember Something else, some other yeah. period of time. Yeah. <laughs> the, the gist being that, like you said, Liv, not, not every single relationship is going to last the length of your life, and it mm. doesn't have to. If you outgrow a friendship mm. or a relationship, that's absolutely fine. Mm. And I think this works both ways. She's saying that she feels loyalty to her friend because they've known each other for over 12 years. Where the hell is that loyalty mm. coming from her friend's side? Yeah. They've been friends for 12 years. What right does her friend have to make her feel yes. shit about herself? Yeah. Completely. Yeah. So true. Mm. I agree with both of you, but I'm going to come in with the... Uh, You're going to be devil's advocate. Oh, gosh. Yes, but I hate that phrase. Yes. <laughs> it's always um, controversial. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, just to give a kind of wide range of advice, that if you have known someone for 12 years, um, you would hope that that's a kind of very deep friendship. You've gone through ups and downs. You really know each other. So it seems like the kind of relationship where you would be able to go to them and mm, talk about mm, this mm, yeah. um, and and just explain how you're feeling because often I think people can be um, selfish and toxic without even realising that yeah, they're being yeah. selfish. I mean, I was thinking that and then I heard the example and that's kind of overtly, um, you know, bashing down someone's self-esteem. Mm. But if you talk to 
her about it or them about it and see what where it's coming from yeah where it's coming from and see if it's um something that can be fixed um because then at least maybe you can give her a bit of time and say okay this is how i'm feeling hmm. S- give her a bit of time see if she changes her uh, attitudes and then yeah i'm a big fan of trying to confront things head on when i was younger i would quietly seethe and would say that nothing was wrong when it was whether it was family friends or boyfriends or mm-hmm. whatever it was and uh that doesn't work mm-hmm. <laughs> um i have lost friends and relationships because of mine and theirs refusal to address Mm. issues in the relationship whether that's romantic or not and I think you're right B you need to an approach if she's comfortable Mm. doing it or if he and I think it depends it depends I don't know we don't know how old these people are Mm. and I think that plays into it because I think if you've been friends since I don't know since you were very young since school or something that is a case where I think very often you become friends with people because you're in the same class and, and you, you outgrow and yeah and you change whatnot. and you right. but then there are other if it was a friendship that has started when you were a bit older then maybe that's something to to kind of try and fix but I only think about this because I've been in this sort of situation where actually I was the the friend I wasn't doing stuff like this <laughs> I hope I don't think so um but my friends it was when I was in kind of sixth form and my friends had to um say to me listen you're being really selfish at the moment people Mm. don't really want to hang out with you because Mm. you make everything about yourself and you're um you're not really a good friend at the moment Mm. and I had literally hadn't realized because I was going through some mental health things at the time I hadn't even thought about it and Mm. I sat back and it was really hard but I really tried and now I always think about that because I think god if they had never said anything to me I would have lost all those friends and I would not have even I mean, I probably would have gone through it myself and worked mm. through it eventually. But, um, I mean, as I say, again, I wasn't doing stuff like that. I think this you're, is... You're a, consciously undermining the friend. I think that's a really horrible example. Yeah, this is, is interesting as well, though, because she said over the past couple of years, mm. I've noticed that her character has started to change. And I think you're right, B. Have, have you gone to your friend and asked her if something's going on in her life that... You, you know, it sounds like you're quite close, but maybe she has something going on in her personal life that she hasn't told you about. Mm. Something with with her mental health or her family that she hasn't told anyone. And mm. you know, if she's dealing with something silently without being able to talk to someone else about it, maybe her behaviour is changing unconsciously, like you said, B. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't realise that she's doing it. She might be taking it out on you without realising it. Mm. Um, it might be to do with her own self esteem. Yeah. But then at the same time, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 go, go. Um, at the same time, if this, because obviously we don't know the full, full, full mm. situation. There's mm. only so much you can write in a paragraph. Um, if it is a situation where you're just done with it and you're completely like, she makes me feel rubbish, I don't get anything out of the friendship, do not feel bad for kind of yeah. yeah, don't feel obligated to continue relationships that don't make you happy. Yeah. Because ultimately, if your friend is unhappy and you give them the opportunity to address their behaviour and work on the relationship. And if she can't or won't do that, her happiness isn't your responsibility. Mm. Your happiness is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And you need to do whatever is necessary to make sure that your mental health and well-being comes first and is taken care of. Mm. I was just going to say as well um, that I feel like there's a lot of pressure on everyone. And I'm going to use an example of my mum. But there's a lot of pressure to have friends and to be liked. And I think what I'm gauging personally from 
this is like not that she wants to be liked by her friend or anything like that but there's not only a loyalty but also a pressure that well if I don't have maybe potentially if I don't have this friend well who else do I have mm. and it's really hard I've like I've been th- uh, through that as well and um it is horrible um but for example my mum um had this is an older woman as well my mum's in her mid 50s and my mum not long ago had problems with her friendship group and um the main reason she didn't want to address how one particular person was treating her was because she said, but then I'll fall out with everyone. Mm. And I I want friends. And I said, yeah, but sometimes, I said, and it's really hard, but if they're not being good friends to you, you I would rather no friends at all than bad friends, yeah. personally. Mm. And, I, and I was explaining that to her. My mum's, in a funny way, she's like a child in herself she's so innocent she's so pure mm. that she can't fathom people being like that yeah but it's also my point is is that to feel secure in yourself and it's so hard again mm. we i struggle with it <laughs> all the time but to be secure of yourself that sometimes you don't actually need the people around you necessarily you should mm. be strong enough in yourself that it's okay if something doesn't work or it hasn't worked mm. or whatever it yeah. may be. And it's, I mean, obviously, she does say, uh, the, or the person who wrote this says um, that they don't want to lose the friend. Mm. Um, but if it's a case of, you know, stuff like um, going out and being manipulative, you know, you can still keep them around as a friend, but you can distance yourself, mm. even if it's just for a bit. Um, don't go out with them if you know that they're going to make you feel bad. Right. Um, when you're, you know, when, when you go out, it's when you're glamming up and you want... You, you want to feel confident. You want to feel confident, yeah. have a fun time. You don't want someone dragging you down. No. So if that is a thing that she does, look at the examples of where she treats you badly and try and distance yourself from her in those situations because then if you really do care about this friendship and you want to keep her around as a friend or um, in certain other situations, you can do that and kind of just look at where you where it triggers you to be around her in different situations yeah, and distance yourself from her. I think yeah, people I think forget as well that, you know, I always like to think that friends are the family you choose for yourself, which is great, but, you know, they're not family. And no. whereas, you know, I, I do feel, certainly with my family, there's a lot of, there's unconditional love and you can behave quite badly towards your family right. and they will tolerate it, they will still be there, they will not accept it, you know, God, my mum and my sisters will certainly tell me if I'm being a dick, but um, <laughs> bit like you don't necessarily have that luxury with friends. And right. I think people forget that friendships are relationships. Like mm-hmm. you have to work at you a really romantic relationship, you really have to work at friendships yeah. as well. Um, and you you get out what you put in a lot of the time. So you're right. If you if if she doesn't want to lose this friend, and if this friend doesn't want to lose her, mm. then I think as hard as it is, facing it head on yeah. and seeing if both sides are willing to work at it and negotiate and talk about it, then that's, you should you should try that. But then, like yeah. B says, like if, if you're coming up against a brick wall and she's not receptive to it, she doesn't think she's doing anything wrong, then mm. it's not a failure to walk away. No. And yeah. it's, not, it's not bad to have to walk away or to take a step back. No, not at all. Even if it's just for a bit, just take a pause, take mm. a breather. Yeah. yeah. See how you feel. Yeah. You might find that you actually don't need her around. Yeah. You might find that she, you're really missing her. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And you know what? It sounds, you know, saying you, you're inseparable. 
sounds like maybe you spend a lot of time together, maybe you spend a lot of time just the two of you, maybe you need to diversify the groups that you're hanging out in, maybe you need to bring some other people into those situations to dilute mm. yeah. um, each other, as yeah. it were. You know, it's yeah. like you spend too much time with anyone and you start mm-hmm. bickering and right. you get yeah. sick of them. That's the thing. If, if this was about um, someone in a relationship and they said, oh, we've been inseparable mm. from the beginning, you I say that's unhealthy. flags would start waving yeah. and I'd yeah. be going, oh, maybe you should, you know find out what you like by yourself or yeah. with other people not with other people if it was a relationship yeah. you can be you know, whatever you can be codependent in friendships in the same way that you can be codependent yeah. in a relationship and you just need to make sure that you're capable of being alone without mm-hmm. that other person whoever that person is and that mm-hmm. they can be alone without you mm-hmm. like alone and happy as well not yeah. just you know being alone doesn't mean you're lonely good Cool oh, words. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> shall we? Uh, shall we move on to another one? Yeah, let's dive in. Okay. Ooh, let's pick which one. This one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, I got it unfolded. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> My boyfriend's best friend is a really well-off PR executive at a fancy firm in the city. Every time we meet up with her, she's always talking about her bonuses and how she's underpaid. But she's earning way more than any of us can dream of. To be fair, she works really hard, but I also think she likes bringing it up to remind us how much money she makes. Mm. It's made me dislike meeting up with her. How do I tell him I'm uncomfortable about how much she talks about money without him feeling put in the middle? Ooh. Money money is such a personal topic. It's so divisive. I think this is a really good question. Um, Yeah. I mean... hmm. I feel you just you just ask him, yeah. don't you? I, Honesty is the best I feel policy. like you don't have to say, like, I don't want to meet up with your best friend, but you can say, oh, have you ever noticed how much she talks about, she talks money. about money? How do you feel about that? Maybe yeah, he yeah. Has also, it also feels uncomfortable about it. Yeah. Um, and then... I mean, if it, if this was me, I would I would start making a joke out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is the best advice, but <laughs> Pass, I'd, passive aggressive. I'd start joking whenever she brings it up. You're like, yeah. oh, there she goes again. Yeah. Just start taking the bill off her in bars and offering to pay if she can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry, that's do not do that. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I would I would talk to my boyfriend and just be like, yeah, she, my God, she talks about money a lot. Does that mm. bother you? Have any of your other friends noticed it? Maybe ask if he's noticed it. Does she do it when there's other people around, mm. um, other than when she's just around you two? Yeah, whether it's a, whether it's this thing that she needs to say it to everyone, yeah. whether it's like mm. a specific competition sort of thing. Mm. You not you might find out that he's aware of it, and their wider group of friends is aware of it, and it's mm-hmm. a conversation that's already yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like you're saying, there's a way around it as well in how you project this question yeah and for me I would personally be like my my go-to is always acting a little bit like I don't I'm not completely agreeing or like being as neutral as possible and I would personally just be like oh god have you noticed how let's call her Beth (laughs) how much Beth is talk talks about money Mm -hmm. like just say it very flippantly and then he would probably be like either no haven't noticed it or yeah, I have actually. It's bizarre, isn't it? Mm. And then you would either get the reassurance or in that way, by pose, proposing it like that, you're not going head in and you're not putting yourself on the line that mm. he might get annoyed at you because you're just pose, pr- proposing, I keep saying pose, proposing a question. Mm. I think also <clears throat> just looking at this question again, trying to break it down, 
So she's always talking about her bonuses. She's always saying she's underpaid, but she earns way more than any of us. Does she know that she earns more than any of you? Yeah. Is that oh, yeah, that's are you are you having that conversation where she knows that she's on I don't know twenty grand more than the rest right. of you? Because if she doesn't realise there's such a gap between everyone's pay, and I'm not saying that you need to go out there and start showing her your paychecks, but <laughs> you know if she's not aware of that, then she might not even realise how insensitive mm, she's being. Yeah. And also, you know, it's all relative. Maybe she is being really severely underpaid for the industry That's and the job true. that she's doing. Mm. And You've got a point. Maybe she's working in a firm where everyone around her is on 50% more, even mm. though she works just as hard, which I know that you don't want to have to hear it every time you go for a drink, but this is clearly something that's bothering her as well, that she's feeling down about. Not yeah. Again, not that I'm saying uh, that you need to listen to her actually, go on about it. That. I haven't thought that maybe she's... I mean, if she's working in the city, mm. maybe she, she might have found out she's being paid less than the men in her firm. Mm. She might... Yeah, if she, I mean, yeah, I hadn't actually thought that. Yeah. Also, I mean, I used to work in PR in the city and I did not get paid well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, did, I can't tell from this whether or not she knows the exact figure that this woman yeah. is on and the bonuses that she gets. I also think, though, I mean, I know it's your boyfriend's best friend, but you don't have to be I'm best friends with her as well, do no. you? I mean, so obviously, true. your fr- your boyfriend's going to want you to be to be friends with her, his friends and to go and meet up with them. But you don't have to meet up one-on-one with them. No. You know, you can meet up with his friends in a group and then just try and sit with someone who you find more interesting. Yeah, mm. Your boyfriend's friends are not your friends. I mean, they don't have to be. No. And also, you know, you can just have a private conversation with your boyfriend and you could even, you could try and be direct. You know, start off saying, have you noticed that Beth talks about money all the time? I find it really uncomfortable for these reasons. Does it make you feel uncomfortable? Do you think that you could have a word with her so that next time we meet her, it's not the only thing that she talks about? Because, you know... Maybe you you are stressed about your finances and you don't want to hear someone going on about it. You know, like I certainly get that feeling when I have friends who've um, bought a house out out of London and then they're like, oh, you have no idea how expensive it is to yeah. furnish a house. And I'm like, yeah. you have no idea how much I'm paying for my room. <laughs> right, how much to live room. in London, yeah. yeah. It's like, my rent is probably more than your mortgage, but right. sure. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry you can't get your second double bed for your spare room. <laughs> um, you know, but again, everything's relative. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like this woman is upset and stressed and maybe mm-hmm. she doesn't have anyone else to talk to talk about to, yeah. it. Yeah. And I think it's that relationship lies with your boyfriend. Yeah. P- push it towards him and ask him if he can have a word. Or like B said, like, you just, you just don't have to meet up with her. That's the thing. Like, it's his relationship mm. with her. You know, she's his friend. So yeah. if it doesn't bother him, then I don't kind of think it shouldn't be something that you bother yourself with, really, yeah. because you and don't have to meet up with them and you don't have, like, not all the time at least, no, and you don't. Yeah. And you can dislike yeah. the behaviour without disliking the person. You're not saying mm-hmm. that you don't like the friend. You're That's saying that you don't true. like the topic of conversation. Just like, if I if every time I went for a drink with my boyfriend's best friend and all they talked about was football, I don't like football. I find it quite boring. Yeah. And I would just say, this isn't the conversation for me. Like, can we just, can we talk about something else? Yeah. But I'm, I, I'm quite... Yeah, but like you're saying, upfront. it doesn't mean that yeah. you dislike the person. No. Yeah. You yeah. just dislike the topic. Yeah. Mm. 
So I think that's what you should do. Have a word with your boyfriend. Yeah, start with the boyfriend. If and... if he can't or won't do anything to address that, then just take take a step back. Yeah, take yourself yeah. out of the situation. Yeah. Go see your own friends. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Should we go to the yeah, next one? Yeah, for sure. Next one. Okay. Um, let's go for this one. <laughs> so, ooh, this nice little short one. I've been with my partner for a year and a half. Before we got together, I was really promiscuous, and even through, even though our sex life is great, I sometimes miss having different partners. Mm. Um, this is interesting. Ooh. I think I would say I think it's really normal to miss that. Mm. Uh, just because you are with someone and you care for them and you love them doesn't mean that you don't find other people attractive, doesn't mean that you're not curious about being with other people. I think it's completely normal to have those feelings yeah. and those wants. Mm. Um, completely. As so long as you're not overstepping the mark mm. yeah. of the whatever boundaries you've set with your partner. Um, you know, if you and your partner have decided that you're going to be in a, a loyal and dedicated relationship without anyone else involved, then you should stick to that. Yes. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, I think it's completely normal to miss having different partners because yeah. it's variety, isn't it? We like variety. Variety is a spice. It's fun. Variety. <laughs> it completely yeah. is. It's fun. And I feel like you're allowed to miss stuff about different parts of your life without um, not wanting to be in the place that you are now. Like, when you, when you get a full-time job you can miss being a student and yeah, right. having the opportunity to go out every night and right. get really, really drunk. But that doesn't mean you don't enjoy your life as it is now. Or that you're necess you necessarily want to go and no. do that. Because you can appreciate that actually it wasn't fun being hungover as well every other morning. But yeah. you, you, it's fun to be able to think about and, you know, you're, the grass is always greener. Yeah, yeah. that also, is a big issue. <laughs> always, what, what, what isn't is it? What is it you miss? Is it literally just having different partners or is it having different types of sex? Could you and your partner... Mm. Uh, play around and explore some new approaches um toys you know there's oh, lots yes. of like role play fun yeah do some role play get some toys <laughs> potential involved. strangers yeah. pretend you don't know each other oh my god get a wig and meet up at a bar and then do you know like, hey stranger what's your name that'd be fun exactly. start it all over again yeah this is my own personal literally pretend, <laughs> literally pretend that he is a different yeah if he's uh, if he's okay with all this obviously but yeah get yeah. him to dress up dress up have different if you're okay with that, yeah, if that's, yeah. If, if if it's the variety of, maybe that feeds into it. Maybe if um, you felt comfortable trying out different things with your partner, then um, you might not miss having other partners as much. But also, you know, I still think that's okay. What is it? Mm. Do you miss? Do you miss feeling that other people fancy you? Do mm. you miss having other people chat you up and ask you out? Like that's completely normal. I've been with my boyfriend for about a year now, and. I, I love him. I don't want to be with anyone else. But I certainly like, I you know, sometimes I miss dating other people. It's exciting yeah. mm -hmm. going on that first date and, and getting to know someone. I miss having people, like, chat me up at a bar. I did actually oh, have yeah. someone ask me out at the gym. A couple Ooh, weeks. At the gym? At the gym. gym. Like, oh, that's how you know you're doing wow. something right. Yeah, you obviously look really good. Oh, my God, no. I had literally sent a Snapchat to my friend saying, why do other girls look so beautiful at the gym and I look like this? Oh, oh stop. And then this guy was like, you really caught my eye. Can well, I there we go. And I was like, I don't know what caught your eye, uh, mate, because I do not look good right now. Um, but that, you know what? That was a really nice little confidence. Oh, yeah, 100%. Is that, it's great. Like, 
maybe maybe you just need to go out and have a little innocent flirt with people. Which oh, is, flirting's great. Flirting's so much fun. I see my boyfriend do it sometimes. Like, he flirts with waitresses, he flirts <laughs> in bars. It's absolutely fine, so long as that he my can God. have a little flirt, he can fancy other people, so long as he's respecting me, yeah. that he's not yeah. overstepping the mark. That he's not doing anything that he wouldn't do in front of me. Right. My boyfriend doesn't know how to flirt, <laughs> so I always try and get him to do it more with other people. He doesn't know how to do it. I'm just like, come on, let's flirt with this person. It's fun. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what to do. There is nothing wrong with a flirt ever. No. Just like you're saying, just be respectful. Yeah. That's the bottom be line. Be respectful and just talk to your partner about it. You might find out that they also miss it. Mm. And that's just something that you, I think, as a couple, need to discuss and talk about. I know it's it is awkward and it's it can be difficult, but I've certainly had to have those conversations with my boyfriend where it's like, you know, we're in a rut. We never go on dates. Yeah. I want to go on yeah. dates. I want us to do different things. I don't want us to feel like we've been together for 40 years when we've only been together for a year. That's the thing. Also, a year and a half, like, that's quite a long time. Yeah. yeah. As, as relationships time. go. So to be feeling, like, a little bit... Oh, I'm in like, a bit of a funk. Yeah, that's yes. totally fine. It's, I yeah. would be worried if it was like being with this person for three months and I miss like other people. Yes, mm. but a year and a half—that's fine, right? Yeah. Right, a hundred percent. I think it's fine. Just like talk to them about it. Maybe try and introduce some new aspects to your own sex life, and just you know, if what you want is to have a little flirt every now and again, do that mm. just without overstepping the mark. Yes, I think yeah, I think that's the key. Just switch up the sex. Yeah, because if if it's it may be great, but is it variety? Yeah, yeah. Have a nice little variety performance, <laughs> like, a, like a sexual pick and mix. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, okay, and on that yeah. note, no, that's um, good. Should we should we try and answer another one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, move that one out the way. And let's pick this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, a chunky one. Oh, this is a chunky one. Okay. We've <laughs> you wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> <laughs> Not after the sexual okay, thing. I know, I'm what sorry. is going on? I'm sorry. <laughs> Sunday afternoon, B, please. <laughs> the holy Sabbath. Not so holy anymore. Anyway, okay. A friend of mine recently tweeted something horrible some truly horrible turf sentiments about the inclusion of trans women in sports. She wrote, what she wrote made me feel really angry with her and bad about myself for being mates with someone who thinks that way. I want to tell her that her ideas are harmful, but other than the ugly stuff she said, she's really a good mate who has been there for me through thick and thin. I don't know how to confront her about this without kicking her off. Any advice you could give would be so helpful. I'm really stuck here. Ooh, okay, so to recap... Her friend has tweeted some really horrible turf sentiments about the inclusion of trans women in sports. And and for people who don't know what a turf is, turf stands for trans exclusionary radical feminism, which is basically a, a kind of a brand of feminism, not brand, a branch of feminism who think that uh, trans people, trans women are not women, and they. There's been a whole lot of um, conversation about it recently when it comes to sports. Mm. So that's probably why there's been about it but this is really tough (laughs) see i'm overly opinionated in a lot of ways and for me personally if i was in this situation i would have near enough straight away had Mm. said you know i appreciate that's your opinion however i don't think that that should be broadcasted on social media i get social media is a platform for everyone to talk and for everyone to create their own conversation to have their own opinion however when it becomes personal or hurtful 
and particularly when it's around sensitive subjects mm-hmm. like that I don't agree with it at all no. and for me if that was my best friend I would have turned around straight away and I would have said Sarah that's I really don't appreciate no, that. Yeah. I think if you're close enough with someone that they've helped you through thick and thin mm-hmm. and all of this sort of stuff, because if it was just somebody who you knew, unfollow, block. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, I think the tricky part here is that it's a tweet, which makes it a little bit harder when it comes to confronting someone. Because yeah. if it was in person, you could immediately kind of be like, hang on, bring them up on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because it's over, this is the problem with kind of social media and stuff. But I think respond to the tweet and send them links to things that you well links to the and say actually I don't agree with you at all here's something that I think you should read yeah um and I think you should delete this I think um yeah my my instinct would be to get incredibly angry and defensive and be like oh that's so gross you're a horrible person but I think it's really important to attack the idea and not the person yes um so I mean, th- this is twofold, right? If it, if it were me and it was a really close friend and they tweeted something like that, I think first things first, I'd be like, you need to be really careful, careful about right. what you're putting out into social media because that is in the public domain mm-hmm. and people can find that and associate that with you. And I, like, have you actually thought about what, what you've just said and the mm-hmm. implications mm-hmm. of saying something like that? And then try and have a conversation with her. Don't... You said that you're worried about kicking her off. Kick, yeah, her kicking off. Kicking her off. I must say, when you said kicking her off, I was like, well, she wants to kick um, her. <laughs> don't kick her. Do not kick her. Come no violence, her. please. Um, ask, try, and, try and find out where this opinion has come from. Um, what is she basing it on? Like mm. B said, like, what, where, like, you know, I don't, I don't believe that there is... A, a gene in anyone who makes them transphobic or homophobic mm. or racist mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. these ideas are, are born out of somewhere and you develop them over time so what has she been exposed to that has created mm. this sentiment like have the conversation about like why does she feel this way what is her understanding of it yeah. present her some with some some alternative texts and information mm. about um the inclusion of trans women in sport and and turf sentiments in general and see if you can get her to see the other side yeah but at the same time while i would i mean it's what it's one thing to just like send a link and say read this but do you have do you have the emotional um effort and energy Mm. to have Mm. to go through and work out why it is because if somebody's tweeting stuff about trans women in sport if if someone's transphobic um, why should it be up to you to work out why they are? Yeah. In the same way that if someone had tre- had, had said something racist, I wouldn't kind of be like, "Ooh, let me work out why they think that. What right. happened that made made them feel that way?" I'd be like, "You're being racist. That's that's that." Um, and I think this kind of stuff with when it comes to um, like turf sentiments and and uh, turf feminism and stuff like that. That's a very hard thing. Like people who are uh, that I've interacted with who are turfs are completely set in their ways. They are very, very much like, no, trans women aren't women. Yeah. And actually, at the end of the day, you can argue and you can give them resources, but I also think that sometimes you don't shouldn't give them f- fuel to f- for the fire. And if this was a friend of mine, they'd be out. I'm afraid. I, I think it's quite interesting as well. 
when she's she or he says um what she wrote made me feel really angry with her and bad about myself for being mates with someone who mm. thinks like that and i truly get that because it, it at the end of the day your friends are a reflection of in a way of how who you are as a person yeah. i do believe that however i think the bottom line is for things like this you agree to disagree you have different opinions you don't have to feel bad because her opinions aren't like yours and they are outrightly negative i'm Mm -hmm. with you on that for sure um but at the end of the day i'm kind of you either address it and you talk about it or you agree that this we just have very very different mindsets on this topic Mm. and you have to set those boundaries for yourself about the kind of people that you're comfortable keeping in your life and the kind of opinions that you're willing to be exposed Mm. to or to tolerate I think like if it were me you know if I were dating someone and they said something racist or homophobic or sexist it's like well I think we're done like Mm. if if we can't talk about it and if you're not open to developing your ideas and changing your ideas then Mm -hmm. Mm. you know I get to choose to walk away from that and similarly you get to choose what you're comfortable with tolerating Mm. I think is yeah I get the sense that this is the first time that they've heard something from this friend that they disagree with yeah um and I think yeah as you said you shouldn't feel bad because if this is the first time it's come up, right. you can't, you know, this topic How are you is... To know? Yeah, there are so many yeah. things that people can be nasty about um, and have awful opinions that you don't agree with about, but you don't get presented with a book um, at the start of a friendship with all the things that they believe. Um, and also this sort of thing, this particular topic, I've found a lot of people have started having opinions on it when now when they didn't have any sort of opinion on it, you know, a couple of days ago. Yeah. And people are just tweeting and retweeting articles that they see um because a lot of kind of high up journalists and um you know feminist journalists have been tweeting turf things about this particular topic mm. it's very easy to hit a retweet um without even reading what it means um but i think i think one thing that is important is to call them out on it and i think if yeah. you feel that you can doing it publicly i think is important because you if you think that this is horrible if you think being ex- excluding trans people is horrible and if you think transphobia is horrible you have to be a trans ally in this moment and call them out and say this isn't great what do you think about this you know or, i don't know if i would do it publicly yeah not me with either. a close friend i think i think i would text them or call them and be like look i saw your tweet and i firstly i think you should take it down yeah. and i think that this is an area that you need to educate yourself on because i think you need to be really careful about the ideas and the sentiments that you're putting out in the mm-hmm. world. And I would just be honest and say, like, I'm really shocked that this is how you feel. I did not expect this of you. And when I saw that tweet, it actually it made me angry and it made me sick. Mm-hmm. And it, it fell well below my expectations of you as a person. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and for me personally, I think that is a conversation that certainly at least I would have in private to begin with. Yeah. I've never been in this situation where I've seen someone I know post something like this on social media I've certainly been at parties where someone has said something inappropriate in front of me either racist or sexist or homophobic and I have I will call them out there and then if I'm there Mm -hmm. in person 
I navigating this kind of social media landscape mm. for me is something that I'm still trying to figure out how to mm. do and a lot of the time I just switch off from it because mm. it's too much. I think the important thing here as well is when you say I don't know how to confront her about this without her kicking off she probably will kick off yeah if it's an opinion that she holds and holds enough to right. post on social media she probably will be angry with you mm. if you say that it's it's a very um kind of emotive topic and she will be angry so yeah. it's a case of do you want to be an ally um or do you want to um yeah basically and i think that's important to think about but if you want to be an ally you she is going to be angry about it i think yeah does anyone have anything else they want to add on that one? No. I don't think so. Okay, well, I think we're actually coming coming to the end of our time for this episode, so it'd be really great if we can just go, go around each of the questions that we had from our listeners and just try and, try and give a final piece of advice or thought on it. So mm-hmm. we had our, our first question was about a, a toxic friend of 12 years who has been increasingly manipulative and undermining mm-hmm. so in that instance what would your what would your takeaway piece of advice be be um talk to them about it see if they are up for changing and if not take a break and don't feel bad about not being friends with them anymore mm. yeah I think that's. I think you've summed up my yeah, thoughts on it. Yeah, me too. To be honest, <laughs> I was just going to say conversation is key. I really do. Yeah. And even I would potentially do it the other way round. I would actually take a step back first. Um, mm. Not anything personal or anything like that. I've personally done it with my best friend. Uh, we went away, and then um, I didn't really like how she was when we was away, um, just because of how she behaved and was towards me we didn't fall out about it. we spoke about it on holiday mm. we worked it out and then when I came home I just took myself back um nothing negative was said or done mm. or anything like that and then we within a few weeks we just went back to being mm. how we were yeah. and it just it does sometimes you just need a bit of breather mm. and sometimes I can't remember the saying but on the other flip of conversation is that sometimes silence is beneficial sometimes yeah. stepping back for a minute mm-hmm. taking that breath can actually be really helpful yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think I think you're both right I think don't do anything rash mm-hmm. take the time to figure out what it is that you want from this friendship and then address it with her and see if she's open to working on it as well mm-hmm. great and then um, our next question was about missing out on sexual experiences with other people having been in a in a long-term relationship and missing being with other people I think my advice on that one would be talk to your partner and see if well firstly figure out in your own mind what it is exactly that you miss is it the variety Mm. of sex is it the different types of intimacy is it the excitement the Mm. intrigue and see if you can do anything with your partner that emulates those experiences in a way that you're both Mm. comfortable with and um yeah get yeah. kinky get kinky <laughs> <laughs> I have a or get chunky as you would say <laughs> get chunky get kinky yeah. with it come on yeah kink it up but also respect each other's boundaries oh of course um, yes. just yeah just I think try and spice it up a bit in a respectful way don't do anything that will make your partner upset or uncomfortable um and just yeah, just talk to them again. Mm. Conversation, open, open a little the channels, communication. Um, what do you guys think? 
Yeah. I was King thinking, King. yeah. Kinky. Kinky. That's what we should just all kinky. take away from this episode. Um, just don't feel guilty. Just it's perfectly natural it's and normal. Exactly. Like we said, it's not like it's alarming because it's been a few months. Yeah. It's been a considerable amount of time, mm-hmm. especially if you were living a lifestyle before that was completely different to how it is now. Because yeah, obviously it's you've got one adjust. partner. Um, you don't that, feel bad. Yeah, that doesn't switch off overnight. It doesn't know, mean you don't love them. You said you're in a relationship doesn't mean that those feelings and wants switch off overnight. Right. Next time. True. Okay. And then we had... Um, the boyfriend's best friend who doesn't stop talking about money. I think on this one, like we said, money is a really personal topic. It's yeah. really divisive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, again, have a conversation. <laughs> talk to your boyfriend about it. See if he feels the same way. See if it's something that their friendship group is already trying to address. Mm-hmm. And if he can't or won't address it, just stop hanging out with the friend. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, like your boyfriend's friend's... Your boyfriend's best friend does not have to be your best friend. Agreed. So that's what yeah. I would say. Just talk to your boyfriend about it and then leave it up to him. Yeah. yeah. And then turf sentiments um, and how to address friends coming out publicly with opinions that you really do not agree mm-hmm. with. That's, mm-hmm. I think, probably one of the toughest questions we had yeah. today. Um, call them out is my... Just call them out. In any way that you feel comfortable, call mm-hmm. them out. Because if you feel uncomfortable about it, and you don't like their opinions, um, and if you, and if it makes you angry, think about how somebody would, someone else would feel about you not calling them out. Yeah. They, that would make them angry yeah. um, and upset, and think that you, you know, yeah. if if you think it's bad to be a turf, it's also bad to be a turf apologist. So mm. <laughs> call them out and figure out what your boundaries are about being around people who have really strong opinions that differ to yours that you you sounds like you do actually find quite intolerable mm. yeah um, really intolerable yeah you either you can or you can't be around those opinions and the people who have them and that's something for you to figure out if if you can't or, or, or don't feel in a position to try and help change those opinions which mm. is not your responsibility it's their responsibility mm. um yeah that's what i was going to say um just finish up with is it obviously it depends how much you value the friendship or whatever it may be but apart from just calling them out on it which i completely agree and would do the other alternative is to simply say i appreciate that you have an opinion but don't for me don't bring that opinion around me right yeah. don't just disassociate yourself with it and i know it's hard cuz it's social media but don't look at her social media yeah if that's the kind of things that she's projecting and you do not agree with don't look yeah mm. and that would be my last words for that one great <laughs> well thank you ladies <laughs> thank um, you i think that is the end of our episode today so mm-hmm. thank you for joining us and please make sure that you are following us across all our social media at women of power uk and um if you have any other questions please send them in um we love hearing from you guys and i think that's it that's a wrap for this week Absolutely. thank you thanks Stephanie. <laughs> thank you bye, bye.